You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For Panther fans who want to keep pounding. For the ones who want an inside look at the vault. This is this 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 is views from Street. Now, here's your host, Lonzo Wrightsell and Rob Brown. And away we go, ladies and gentlemen, with a brand new edition of the Views from Midstreet Podcast, your home for Carolina Panther football talk across the internet, around the world. It's the Views from Midstreet Podcast. Welcome in, one and all, ladies and gentlemen, big and small. I made that up on the spot. Eat it, Dr. Seuss. I'm very good at this. My name is Rob Brown, the host of the Rob Brown Show here in Greenville, South Carolina, right in the heart of Carolina Panther country. And, of course, joining me, as always, on the other side of our very metaphorical glass, he is my co-host. He is the great one, Lonzo Reitzel, and we are set to talk game day action as we've got a road trip. The first one in a while for the Carolina Panthers, but the first one in a while is the longest one in a while as the Panthers travel to the other side of this great continent to take on the reigning, defending, undisputed Super Bowl champions and also two and three Los Angeles Rams, a team, ladies and gentlemen, That is a game back in the NFC West of the San Francisco 49ers, who we just played last weekend and who we played pretty well for a half until it all fell apart in the second half. Of course, if you've been keeping up with the views from Mint Street Podcast or I don't know any television anywhere for the past few days, you know that Matt Rule has been canned. Therefore, Steve Wilkes, the interim head coach, will make his debut with the headset in the clipboard this Sunday on the road and we're going to get into that here in just a minute but before we get into the x's and the o's the jimmies and the joes lonzo just your opening thoughts on this game coming off of not a week uh, with a loss against san francisco but a week in which the head coach has been let go the defensive coordinator has been let go the defensing defensive passing game coordinator has been elevated into the interim role and we've had some players go both directions. P.J. Walker came out, said, hey, look, the team was very much with Matt Rule. The team was very much in his corner. The team very much liked him. And then Robbie Anderson got asked at his locker after a post-practice presser, and he basically went, uh, yeah, yeah. and Robbie Anderson, by the way, is a Matt Rule guy, played for him in college. And Robbie Anderson, when asked, sounded very middle-of-the-road, very fence-sitting about the release of Matt Rule. So Zoe with that in mind, with the knowledge that the Rams are defending a world championship but are also 2-3 and three and also second place in their own division, just your initial thoughts on what this contest looks like. All right, so first of all, Chris McCaffrey was asked the same question, and he said that that everybody liked Matt Rule, and, and one thing about that Matt Rule did is he made everyone feel like a family, and the way he coached brought everyone closer together. 
And he's like, this is the closest team I've ever been on. So <clears throat> Robbie Anderson going the opposite direction, not really a surprise because he's the one, uh, I don't want Baker here and all this. He's, he's, he's the loud voice in the room. He is. And they have no reason to have to uh, stay uh, on the same uh, level, the same the, the same page as far as it comes to Matt Rule. This is usually when you hear all the disgruntled, yeah, you know, he did this wrong, he did this wrong, we're, we're, we're happy for Coach Wilkes and all that kind of stuff. But we're still not here. And there's, there's time. There is time. Especially on a team that's basically a losing team right now. You usually would hear a lot more louder voices, but we're not hearing that right now. Except for, as you said, Robbie Anderson. The Steve Wilkes uh, press conferences I've really enjoyed. Um, he's kind of cliche and uh, one one day at a, a time, one day at a time type of thing. Um, the fact that he had them in pads uh, on a day, he's we're going to get back to normal, which implies that the way that Matt Rule was coaching them was not normal as far as uh, hitting schedule goes and all that kind of stuff. And one of the things that Tepper said in his press conference when asked why uh, he decided to go ahead and let Matt Rule go, uh, he was saying lack of motivation. So somewhere in that San Francisco game, it looked like these are these are the, what I think he was saying. It looks like the team quit. And I think that's he was looking for that, and he saw that. And you could kind of see it in the San Francisco game. But I think that also coincides with Baker getting hurt. When Baker got hurt, it changed a little bit. Um, so there's just so many things about this entire week and not knowing how this team is actually going to play because, you know, your coach just got fired. Are you motivated uh, because you want to show that you're a better team than what just got your coach fired? Or are you motivated by, you know, the guy who's the head coach now? And what does it say if you get a victory? And you're going up against the team that – has not looked like the Super Bowl champions. So, but I know I'm all over the place here. You ask my thoughts. The other thing is, you're also going into this with a third string quarterback. Yeah, Bigger Mayfield, walking boot. There were rumors floating around Remember today. I, I saw today he's out of the boot, and 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 that's and fine. in cleats, but no helmet. Right. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you right now, Baker's not playing in this game. All right, he's not. I've seen I a lot of I don't know. lot of social media discussion about the possibility that Baker would come back, and that even if he's not one hundred percent, though Ben McAdoo is still calling plays, there's also been a lot of discussion that Steve Wilkes might have the rocks to object to and overrule Ben McAdoo plays, and that Baker might get excited and try to come back. I'm going to go ahead and tell you. Settle down for the 17 of you that think Baker Mayfield is going to WWE Royal Rumble surprise us out of the gates. All right, He's it, not. PJ's eight, playing Sunday. It's 18. you got to include me in there. Cause, cause, 18, cause including I, I believe, my co-host. I believe the swerve is coming. I believe the swerve is coming. Uh, he's got to at least be the emergency quarterback. No. So, yeah. We'll see. We'll see Sunday. We will. If he's out there and he's fully dressed, there's a possibility that what did he do uh, last year in Cleveland? He played through a lot of in- uh, sure. injuries. Sure. None of them, if I recall correctly, were an ankle sprain. If if Baker Mayfield was playing well right now and hurt, would you think he'd play? Mm-hmm. Is the fact that he's not playing well makes you think maybe the third-string quarterback can do just as well. P.J. Walker could do just as well. Let me make it abundantly clear. Baker Mayfield's not playing this Sunday. 
Get it out of your heads. Get it out of your hearts. E- even those of you like me. And you I can't take it group. out of my heart, Rob Brown. Let me, <laughs> it's in my heart, man. Let me, let me include myself in one group. I really am hoping that Steve Wilkes, despite being a defensive passing strategist, uh, understands and gets it enough that he will come in, object to some Ben McAdoo plays, and kind of will see a little bit of a shift in the way that we call and execute plays. I really do hope that, and I hope that it's to the benefit uh, of Baker Mayfield. I don't believe that Baker Mayfield is a Hall of Famer. I also do not believe Baker Mayfield has the worst quarterback rating of any quarterback through a five-game stretch making their debut for a new team with the exception of one guy. You know who the only guy to have since QBR in starting five games has been recorded? There have been there has been one guy with an initial five games worse than the debut of Baker Mayfield. And I I include everybody. You know the one guy that was worse was? Jamarcus Bleeping Russell. The only guy with the worst five worse Five-game stretch out of the gate. Then Baker was Jamarcus Russell. Deshaun Kaiser with Cleveland had a better initial five games than Baker Mayfield, according to QBR. Jamarcus Russell, did he eat his way out of the— Yes. Yeah, I I thought he did. Yes. I thought he did. It was that bad. You make that money and you eat that food. It's tasty. Um, Baker Mayfield is not a pro bowler, but he is not historically bad. You know what I see? You're right. He's not historically bad, which means the only way to go is up. up is absolutely up, which is why he's going to play this weekend and he's going to shock the world and, and, and play well. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. And and make it out of the cellar and be like the 31st ranked quarterback. on, ladies and Strive gentlemen. Strive for 31, man. Strive for 31. Moving on, because Baker is not playing this weekend. Uh, you know, you 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 brought up the mentality of a team playing under an interim head coach. And, you know, listen, in an ideal world, yes, this team wants to come out. This team wants to absolve itself of its one in four start. This team wants to shed the ick of what was happening under Matt Rule. And I'm sure that there are a lot of guys that have played, including, by the way, a few that played under Steve Wilkes when he was at Arizona that are going to want to come out and prove that Steve Wilkes is not a bridge coach, right? Like, And, and if you haven't picked up on this yet, Lonzo and I are both wrestling guys. Uh, Steve Wilkes wants to prove he's not an interim champion, right? Like in wrestling, when one guy has the belt and they want to put the championship on another belt, but they don't want to have that guy that has the belt lose to the guy that's going to get the belt because maybe they want to use him in a few later. They have the guy that has the belt lose in a cheat or a, a, a dirty finish to a guy that they put a belt on for him to carry it around for a week and then give it to the, the guy that they want it on. Steve Wilkes doesn't want to be an interim champion for the second time. So you go back and you look at who Steve at who Steve Wilkes was and who the Arizona Cardinal was when 
he went 3-13 and with that team. Wilkes did not get a chance to hire his own staff. Wilkes did not get an opportunity to roster build. Wilkes did not get an opportunity to draft the guy he wanted. In fact, according to where it is mentioned specifically and by name in the Brian Flores lawsuit, Steve Wilkes put into that lawsuit that he wanted to trade up in the draft in the draft for who? Josh Allen, Josh Allen, Josh Allen, Josh Allen. He wanted to trade up for Josh Allen. The Cardinals said no. They still traded up, but they traded up for Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen led the Cardinals through a 3-13 and season. Yeah, you can't say his name multiple times. No, you can't, and you should not. He, might, he Rosen, might show up, but you don't want that to happen. Yup. When... Uh, Steve Wilkes got fired from the Cardinals for going 3-13 and and passing on Josh Allen, Josh Allen, Josh Allen, Josh Allen. Josh Rosen, the next year, was still the quarterback, and they fired Wilkes and they brought in Cliff Kingsbury. And what was the very first personnel move that Cliff Kingsbury made when he showed up in Arizona? He sent Josh Rosen to Miami, and what did Cliff Kingsbury use that top pick for? Kyler Murray. Now, you may not be a Kyler Murray fan, but I think we all agree. I think we'd all agree. We'd rather have Kyler Murray than Josh Rosen. You're not not sure about me, but correct. Yes, Kyler Murray is better than Josh Josh Rosen. Rosen. Yes, he is. But if I offered you Kyler Murray, and granted, some of this might be. By the way, shout out to our guy that's been on this podcast from Arizona. (laughs) He ain't ain't six foot tall, man. He's not six foot tall. Still bagging on Kyler. Uh, If I offered you the opportunity, if you're Arizona, to have Kyler Murray or Josh Allen, Josh Allen, Josh Allen, Josh Allen, which one are you taking? Josh Allen. Correct. Correct. You may, you may love Kyler and hate Josh Allen, but the better quarterback right now is Josh Allen. The point of all of this is I've seen some Panthers fans go, hey, he's three and 13. Like, why, like, why is he the guy? He's three and 13 against a team that they're, that, 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 Feel that people feel so strongly that the Cardinals screwed him out of a chance to succeed that it's in a freaking lawsuit at this point. Now, I don't know that Steve Wilkes is a good head coach or not, but the point is, neither do you. And that's why I mentioned in the Wednesday and the Monday pod. I think we kind of know who wasn't. Correct. Correct. Uh, that's why I've mentioned in the last two podcasts that the reason this is interesting for me is that I truly believe this is an on-the-field audition for Steve Wilkes. What does Steve Wilkes need to do if he wants to take the interim title off of his title and just become the head coach of the Panthers? I'll tell you where a great start would be. Go on the road and shock the defending Super Bowl champions. Let's talk about if we can get that done.